This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. The pro-life movement is growing nationwide as some of the more recent events, such as the annual March for Life in Washington, D.C., the Chicago March for Life, and the St. Louis March on the Arch attracted hundreds of thousands of supporters. Not only are the numbers increasing, but the average age of the supporters keeps getting younger. One such group, St. Louis Pro-Life Future, made its debut earlier this month at the March on the Arch. It hopes to attract secondary and college-level students, as well as other young adults, seeking a voice in this movement. Jacinto Florence is one of the main organizers of the St. Louis Pro-Life Future, and she's my guest on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now, today's Fast Track. LCMS missionaries to Ghana, Dr. Stephen and Cynthia Schumacher, have made the decision to return to the U.S., the coronavirus situation in Ghana's doubled overnight with confirmed cases. The international airport in Accra closed this past Sunday. The port is closed as well as all of Ghana's borders. All worship services and schools have been canceled for four weeks, but will most likely be extended. Dr. Schumacher said that, trusting in God's mercy, they made the decision to return to the U.S. based on age and medical needs. The U.S. Embassy has scheduled a repatriation flight direct to Washington, D.C., where they will then proceed to their home in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They do plan on returning to Ghana to continue to work for God. The St. Louis-based Lutheran Elementary School Association announced the cancellation of a major annual fundraiser that provides critical financial assistance to children and families of all faiths in St. Louis and Southern Illinois. LESA's 16th annual Cooking for Kids tribute dinner auction had been scheduled for Saturday, April the 18th, at Orlando South. Tony Piatoso, founder and owner of Cafe Napoli in Clayton and Luther North alumnus, was sent to headline the dinner. Piatoso, who spent time at a Lutheran orphanage in Italy before immigrating to St. Louis as a teenager, had designed a special menu for that event. The evening would also have included the presentation of LESA's 2020 Lutheran Student Christian Leader Award to 13-year-old Ella Arbeiter, graduating 8th grader at Green Park Lutheran School in South St. Louis County, who plans to attend Lutheran South in the fall. The cancellation comes at a time when requests for aids are increasing, said Sue Namenheisen, LESA's chief executive officer. She said that staff members are working on converting the event to a virtual fundraiser to ensure that students get the help they need to stay with the schools they love. Anheuser-Busch InBev announced during the weekend that they begin producing hand sanitizer to replenish global supply constantly being scooped up by coronavirus panic people. From its verified account on Twitter, the biggest beer maker in the world pledged Sunday that its breweries would be manufacturing more than one million bottles of sanitizer to donate to some of the areas most impacted by the virus. Anheuser-Busch also said that it would work with the Red Cross and other nonprofits to figure out where the sanitizer is needed most. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves urged the state's only abortion facility to close and comply with the state order, postponing all elective medical procedures due to the coronavirus. Yesterday, the pro-life Republican governor said that abortion should stop in the state, especially during the health crisis. Earlier, the state health department issued an order to stop all elective and unnecessary medical procedures so that the medical resources could be preserved to combat the growing coronavirus pandemic. 
Brief said there's nothing necessary about killing unborn babies in abortions and that the Jackson's Women's Health Organization must comply with the order. World Liquor News Digest will be back right after these messages. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. Hi, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran in St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's and New Athens and Trinity in Darmstadt, and we welcome you to listen to Wrestling with the Basics. Matt, 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 let go of me, man. No, no, it's not real wrestling. We're just talking about Bible issues. No. Oh, 9.05 Saturday mornings, 8.50 a.m. KFUO. This is World Lutheran News Digest. The work by the Longafi Lutheran Firehawan. Well, good day and welcome to World Lutheran News Digest. I'm program host Kip Allen. My guest today is a lady by the name of Jacinta Florence, and she is with Students for Life of America. And one of the interesting things that has happened recently is, of course, in St. Louis, we had the March on the Arch, and a new group made an appearance there called STL. Pro-Life Future, which is associated with this group. Jacinta, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Love to have you here. This was an exciting development uh, to me because uh, we're, we're seeing a new organization here, not just for students, but for young adults as well in the St. Louis area. How is this group working? Yeah, so um, Pro-Life Future is the young adult branch of Students for Life. So, with our pro-life club that we have on high school and college campuses, we operate out of five pillars, supportive services, rapid response, public policy, um, industry impact, and effective education. So we believe that we'll end abortion through all five of those pillars. And so we want people to know that they can be involved in the pro-life world long after college, long after high school and college. And so this is our way to get young adults involved in the movement and um, chapters have been springing up across the United States of pro-life future chapters. That's actually how I got involved with Students for Life. I was actually living in Denver before I moved to St. Louis, and I was running Denver Pro-Life Future. And so that's how I got connected, and now I'm the regional coordinator for Arkansas and Missouri. So it's really awesome. We've been trying to launch this program for about a year now, but the timing hasn't been right. So the March on the Arts was our coming out party, and what a better time to come out than for the March on the Arts, and it was a beautiful sunny day. We walked three miles from Planned Parenthood in Forest Park to the Arch, and I'm just really excited that we are getting some some people excited about getting this program going to be involved in the pro-life movement. Now, I know that the coronavirus has kind of hindered our plans for what we have in the future because we wanted um, Volunteer for Thrive, which is a local pregnancy center that does amazing work for not only for pregnant women, but for moms after they have their baby. And that's what being pro-life is all about, is wanting to support both mom and baby. So, yeah, we are going to still continue and do 40 Days for Life. It's 
stay at a safe distance from each other and pray in front of Planned Parenthood. So we're a little bit limited on what we can do at the moment, but we are active and we are trying to build up a culture of life and we're involved in projects over at Fairview Heights, Illinois, um, to try and get that new clinic shut down. Uh, That just opened up. So yeah, we're involved in lots of ways and we're just trying to build up a culture of life. One of the things that you just brought up, I think it's very important, is that Planned Parenthood has a new facility that they open up very much under the radar over in Fairview Heights. As you know, here in St. Louis, we are happy. We only have one Planned Parenthood facility, and it's operating now without a license. And there's the hope that it will be shut down. So how does this Fairview Heights facility enter this picture? Yeah, so so they were building that clinic in secret, and then finally they released that. Obviously, they're open, and so yeah, um, we're trying to get that shut down. Lots of prayers, um, but basically, we found out recently that one of our somebody in the pro life movement called up Planned Parenthood pretending to be wanting an abortion, and she found out that Planned Parenthood here in St. Louis and actually referred her to um, an out-of-state agency to go get an abortion somewhere else. And actually, that's really good news for us because that means that in St. Louis, Planned Parenthood, their days are numbered. Um, and we know that since 2009, they've had 80 ambulance calls, and 74 of those are now medical emergencies, and they've been operating without a license for at least a year. And the hearings for that were in October, and they were supposed to make a decision on that in February. But now that decision obviously has been put off, um, and so their days are numbered, and I think that we will see. And I do believe that Missouri will be the first abortion free state, like 150%. So that's exciting. And also, it's exciting to know that the number of abortions in our state have gone down. There have been only about 12 abortions this year. And one silver lining that we can take away from this whole corona epidemic is that Planned Parenthood has shut their doors for two weeks. So there will be no abortions going on right now. Lives will be saved. And I hope that we will see an abundance making up for the number of abortions, an abundance of lives making up for the number of abortions that have been committed over the years since Roe v. Wade has been implemented. So yeah, with the Fairview Heights, we're trying to close that down. Um, of course, we need to close down Hope Clinic because they operate uh, just across the the state border in Illinois. So there's lots to pray for. Um, even though Missouri will be abortion-free, hopefully, um, there's still lots to pray for in its neighboring states, especially in Illinois, where they are, they allow abortion up to birth. Um, and Illinois actually um, actually uses taxpayer dollars to uh, fund for uh, fund abortions. Right, exactly. So, yeah, there's lots to pray for, and, and we're just getting a whole team of people in the pro-life movement together. We're putting our heads together to see how we can close the clinic up there and how we can use our resources to deter people from going into that clinic in the first place. Um, one, so, of the things I've noticed, one of the things I've noticed over the years is how the average age of the pro-lifers seems to be going down and down and down. Uh, it used to be once upon a time there was nothing but uh, 
you know, people like my age and, 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 and the like. But now I'm looking at, especially, for example, the latest March on Washington and, of course, the March on the Arch, and we're seeing a lot of young people now taking a, taking a, a stand on this issue. And I suspect this is one of the things that you're doing with the Students for Life of American and bringing the message out to the campuses and to young Americans, letting, letting them know that they do have a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. If you look at the numbers in every year at the March for Life, there's always thousands of young people that will march or pro-life movement. We've really become a pro-life generation of young people. And I think it's because we see the effects that abortion has had on our society. And the fact that there's been about 60 million abortions since 1973 and that that's over a third of our generation that's gone missing. This is a silent Holocaust that's happening, and we want to stand up for something. And I think it helps that as millennials and young people, we always want a, a, a cause to fight for. We want to do something that's an impact, and we want to, to do something with meaning and purpose. And this definitely is the right cause to be in for that. St. John Paul II, he was an amazing man in the Catholic Church, he always talks about, or he, he talked about in the past, whenever he lived during the Nazi regime, so he lived during a time of great oppression, of great suffering. Even though he lived during that time, he didn't call that kind of culture yet. It was called the time that you and I live in today, a culture of yet. And it's because there's an outrage of suppression of life, and abortion is at the heart of it. And so, as young people, we see that, we see that there are people that uh, should be in our lives. That are not there. These could be our family members, our friends, our secret spouse, even. And we want to do something. We want to fight for those who can't fight for themselves. And I know on a personal note, I've been involved since 2015 in the pro life movement. And um, yeah, I, I don't have people ask, like, do you want to go Most people that you see in the public have like a story, just like, um, a crazy coincidence, but I don't have one. I think it's just that God has called me to the movement to use my voice so that um, I can fight for those who can't fight for themselves, but speak up for the unborn um, because they can't speak for themselves. And, and really it comes down to being sick and tired of living in a culture of inauthenticity and disrespect and wanting to write what is wrong and uh, rewrite the script so that we can truly live in a land where all lives have value. Um, if we can't respect the most vulnerable, how can we respect the person that's right in front of us? And ultimately, that's a question. So, um, and we aren't, we aren't doing that for the most part. So um, we need to reclaim authentic love and rebuild a culture of life. And so I think that this movement is authentic. And that's what draws young people to it. Well, one of the people I spoke to who was at the uh, March of the Arch came up with a very interesting uh, comment. Uh, She said, we're not looking to make abortion illegal. We're working to make it unthinkable. Oh, um, yeah. So our boss um, at Students for Life, Kristen Hawkins, she says that all the time. She says, we not only want to make abortion illegal, but we want to make it unthinkable. And so that's the bulk of our work with Students for Life. That's what we do is we go into high school and college campuses and we dialogue with people about abortion. And the reason that we do that 
and uh, why we believe that education is so important, Education, edu- educating people on abortion, what it is, the stats, what Planned Parenthood does, and all the lies with that, and just even starting the conversation is that hearts and minds are changed in the process. And when you change hearts and minds in the process, that saves lives. If you change one person's life on campus and, and or their mind on campus, that could impact somebody else from having not having had an abortion. So that's really the bulk of our work is going on the campus and talking to people about abortion so that they can decide for themselves with this knowledge, what they want to do with it. And it's interesting when you encounter people because you'll tell them what you believe and they're like, you see them thinking about it. And last week I was actually at Lutheran High School South, uh, which is a local high school here in St. Louis. And I brought my Windows Life Begin tabletop, right? And it basically walks through the process of development when human life develops from the moment of conception to, to 40 weeks to birth. And I always ask students walking by, I'm like, hey, would you like to vote on my display? I'm asking people when they think that life begins. And so that usually um, lures people into wanting to talk about um, when life begins. And one student came over and he, she was going to speak to you. So I have like four things to pair um, option out. So I have the moment of conception. I have day 21 with a heartbeat. Week 22, which is my ability, which means that the baby could survive outside of the womb if the mom had early labor. Um, and then week 40 is birth. And she couldn't figure out where he wanted to place the sticky notes. And he was like, oh, I'm just so torn. He was like, I just, I, I, I just need to think about this for myself. And so he walked away. And then he came back. And he was like, well, when do you think that life begins? And I was like, yeah, I think that life begins at the moment of conception. Um, because at the moment of conception, 20 chromosomes are that, 20 chromosomes come together. It's at this moment that everything about you is determined. You're separate DNA from your mom. And so if there's a separate DNA from the mom, that shows there's a separate life within her. Um, so I really was just getting to the science and philosophy aspect of it because this is not a religious debate and we're not going to reach people by talking about religion because most people aren't. And so I, Basically, based on a whole apologetics training in the span of like 15 minutes. And he, after that whole talk with him, he placed a sticky note on um, the moment of conception and he goes, You changed my mind. And I was like, Oh my gosh, okay. So if I could change one high schooler's mind, then that is, you know, then we're doing a good job because that's, that's the point. I want to encounter people and give them the truth about what what about on college campuses as you know st louis is washington university st louis university uh just across the river we have southern illinois university are you making any inroads into those college campuses well i can't speak for illinois because that would be my colleague's territory Um, but i can speak for missouri i am on Sleuth campus and i have brought this toward a Sleuth campus our um whole display about we had this Free uh, tour this semester um, about when the heart starts beating, and I brought that to Sleuth campus, and we had a lot of great conversations. Now I am not at Washington campus, and I know that since the life has been there in the past, but it's a hard campus to be on. But 
mind you, I would love to be on Washington campus. And I think that I, I could say that with a smile and you know exactly what I mean. Um, because they are, um, have a reputation for being a little bit more liberal. And so, I, I mean, that's where we want to go. We want to be where people have opposing views, not because we want to stir up controversy. That's not the goal. We want to open up conversation and listen to their side and have them listen to us as well and maybe find some common ground in the process. So, um, yeah, but I am on a lot of college campuses in St. Louis and Missouri, and I find that Missouri is very pro-life, and um, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah. Well, how can people get in touch with the organization? You represent, as you said, it's a, a St. Louis pro-life future. And we're, mm -hmm. this is a brand new organization here in the St. Louis area. So how can people get in touch with you, learn what you're doing, and even join your movement? So our president is Austin Tuttle. He's an SIUE grad. So um, he was involved at his on his college campus, and I'm very proud of him. He's very zealous and um, very pro-life, very excited about St. Louis pro-life future and getting this off the ground. Um, but if anybody would like to get involved, they can contact Austin Tuttle. His email is atuttle016 at gmail.com. So it's A-T-U-T-T-L-E-016 at gmail.com. And um, we would be happy to have you um, join in on the pro-life uh, movement as a young adult and make a difference. So, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, you know, maybe during this time, I mean, I'm going to bring out the elephant in the room, the coronavirus is going on. So maybe we could brainstorm about helping elderly people during this time of epidemic and um, bringing groceries to those who can't go out of their homes and things like that, which is also very pro-life. Um, That's part of it. So, pro-life is not just fighting abortion. It's, it's, it's celebrating and keeping people alive. And as you pointed out, working mm -hmm. to, with people to help them get through this uh, this virus is also very much of a pro-life issue. Exactly. Yeah, you said it best. Something else I've noticed, you have a Facebook page. Uh, I do, yes. Yeah, tell people yeah, how to find that and, and how they can join it. It's It's a fascinating page. I've seen it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. So um, I'm on Facebook with my Students for Life work profile. So you can find me. Jacinta Florence is the name of it. So that's J-A-C-I-N-T-A. And then my last name is Florence, just like Florence, Italy. And I pretty much, I like to update my Facebook with um, places that I've been, campuses that I'm going to, any stories from um, anything that happens, like a good conversation on campus. And then I also share um, my boss's uh, videos, Hawkins. Um, she always has good conversations with students on campus, and they make these short videos out of them. So I like to share those as well because I don't know if you like Ben Shapiro, but she reminds me of the female version of him and that she's, like, able to just stump people. She's very smart, very intelligent, but also very loving, too. Um, so I just thought of sharing her wisdom um, as she is out there with her boots on the ground and with her life movement. So, yeah, lots of great resources. Feel free to send me a friend request, and I'd be happy to connect with you guys over Facebook. So, yeah. 
Okay, Jacinta, we're entering in about the last minute of the program. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, um, I just want to share that um, it's important to get involved. We're all called to be involved in the pro-life movement, and that doesn't mean that you have to make your job about it. But as you had mentioned before, being pro-life is more than just anti-abortion. Being pro-life means that we, we love and respect everybody from the moment of conception to natural death, and that everybody in between is worthy of our respect and has value and dignity and worth. And um, we want to respect all life and that all life matters. And I think that during this time of coronavirus, whenever people are more vulnerable, I think that as young people in general, we should see how we can help our elderly um, brothers and sisters and um, families around. I, oh my gosh, I do have to say that one of my students, I'm going to give a shout out to one of his name is Joe Beggs. He's a student at WashU. He's a pro-life atheist, very amazing human being. I saw him post on Facebook saying, if any family who needs to go into work needs somebody to babysit, I would be happy to help. And I'm like, Joe, you are so pro-life. And he said, free of charge, he'd be happy to help. So doing things like that during this time would be amazing. And so, yeah, you can, there's always different ways to serve. Just figure it out during this, uh, this time of pandemic. Um, uh, maybe you need to knock on your neighbor's doors and see, like, if they need something from the grocery store or something like that. But there's, there's ways you can help right now. And then, yeah, getting involved in your local pro-life clubs as well. So. Um, something that you just yeah. pointed out, I think, is a beautiful observation is that although you know this is a Lutheran program, this issue of pro-life, it, 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 it's beyond that. As you pointed out, there's an atheist uh, that you deal with who is also in the pro-life movement. We have pro-lifers all across the spectrum who are fighting for and the that, same yep. cause. And that's a wonderful thing. And this is part of the things that you're doing is you, when you're trying to recruit somebody, it, it's not just that they have to be Christian or Lutheran. It's just they have to take this moral stand. Yeah, and that's how we can all band together and uh, fight for life. So. Okay. Well, Jacinta, I want to thank you very much for being on the program. And I'm sure we will be in touch in the future. Don't hesitate to get in touch with us for any issues or if things that you're going to be doing because we want to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been an honor. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.